Are your kitchen and bathroom way overdue for a remodel? Well, I got the guy for you. Call John Sellers at First Response Contracting, 484-256-7136. Both residential and commercial services, and he's licensed and insured. Call him at 484-256-7136, First Response Contracting. Hello, this is Brad Wiseman. You're listening to Real Estate NU. We are back and we got a guest that is not in the studio. We are streaming today. That's right, streaming. Technology is working on our side, thank goodness. But uh, yes, we have an awesome guest here today. I like to save money when I'm making money. So this guy here caught my caught my attention because he has something new that I've never heard of before. It's called Deferred Sales Trust. His name is Brett Swartz. He is also does a podcast called Capital Gains Tax Solutions Podcast. Brett, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Brad, I'm excited to be here and add some value to you and your listeners. Oh, this is going to be great. I know you're going to add value. You're going to save money for people. That's what I look at. So let's talk about this Deferred Sales Trust. What is what is this and how comes I've never heard of it before? Yeah, you know, most high net worth individuals, whether it be real estate investors or business owners, cryptocurrency owners, they struggle with capital gains tax when they go to sell their highly appreciated assets. And we use this deferred sales trust to unlock tax deferral, mm. li- liquidity, diversification, and the ability to buy and, buy and sell assets at any time without having to suffer the tax consequence, right? It's 25 to 50% of their gain is going to be wiped out by capital gains tax. You know, death and taxes are the two things that are very (laughs) consistent in life. (laughs) We both, we have to do, we do those no matter if we like it or not. Yeah. But now the question is, can you defer it like a 1031? Can you defer it like an IRA? Can you defer it like a 401k? And in this scenario, when when you're selling million dollar assets and you have this huge, huge capital gains tax you're going to get hit with, we have a, a really innovative proven track record way to defer it and just unlock some freedoms for everybody. So, so you can create and preserve more wealth, or if you're a business professional, you can help your clients do the same. Yeah. And why is it that we don't hear a lot about this? Is it, is it because the tax code is so darn confusing that nobody, you know, knows about it? I mean, is it something that you just kind of found? I mean, how did this come about? Great question. So, um, you know, most people aren't selling their five, 10 or $50 million company every week. But a lot of us are investing into IRAs every week or 401ks or even doing 1031 exchanges, you know, maybe mm-hmm. once or two times every couple of years if you're really if you're really active in real estate investing. And so I think that's the first thing to understand that the deferred sales trust is something that perhaps you're not looking for until you have that problem. You have that pain point of that right. tax. Right. Um, number two would be I think that, um, you know, sometimes we're with professionals that just don't know. Like yeah. our CPAs or our real estate brokers. I mean, that's my part of my story. I didn't know. I was at Marcus and Militab, and we thought we were the Navy SEALs of investment brokerage. Wow. Multifamily investments, 1031 exchanges. But we were humbled in the 2008 crash because a lot of our clients lost half or everything because they thought that the 1031 exchange was their only option for deferring capital gains tax on the sale of their properties. We come to find out that deferred sales trust could have saved them. Wow. Could have saved them drastically and put yeah. them in a position to actually create wealth versus having to just hold on. And so like anything, right, you don't need more money. We need the people, right? And the people yeah. have all the money and the people have all the answers. And so if you want to find a dream team to help you execute on what you're trying to do. Um, so that's the best way that I, I, I could really explain it there, Brad. Amazing. You know, and they always say, 
when you when you're in business or when you're doing anything with money, you, you got to make sure you have the best attorneys and the best accountants. You know, you got to make sure that they're that they're the best you can possibly find in your marketplace because those are the people that are gonna are gonna save you money and also save save you litigation in in the long run. So um so you have this podcast called Capital Gains Tax Solutions. Um, what do you what do you discuss on there? Is it all about the deferred trust uh, sales trust or is it other things that you you talk about? Yeah, there's really five main major defer tax deferral uh, strategies that we focus on the 1031 exchange, the Delaware statutory trust, the deferred sales trust, uh, maybe like opportunity zones. We'll touch on traditional installment sales. We might touch on some charitable remainder trust, but at the end of the day, it's, it's advanced exit planning, how to eliminate estate tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, 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 we're talking about that, but we're also bringing on professionals like yourself, Brad, just to share their story and their secrets, yeah. the best real estate, you know, financial wealth and business minds in the world is the focus. And then we'll weave in there some of the pain points when it comes to those folks helping, helping whoever they're helping to exit. And, and we try to just, um, you know, provide a lot of value in a short period of time. That's awesome. I did watch some of your, some of your shows too, and they, they seem to be very valuable. You have some really good guests on there. Um, also I, I, I heard that, um, you're living in California. Is that right? Yeah, we're in Taxifornia uh, right now, and we'll be spending 51% of the time in Florida in 2023, at least, and 49%. That's weird. I wonder why you're staying there 51% of the time. Hmm, that's it's kind interesting. Of an odd thing, right? It's a like weird if, number. If residency, uh, you might be able to get some advantages there, but more so it's the adventure. We actually told a lot of friends and family that, hey, if we were in Florida for the, for the last 40 years of our life, we'd probably be wanting to move to California for the new adventure. Yeah. And so my wife and our five kids, we're just looking for something you know new and a little bit different, yeah. maybe a little more beach life. Not everyone in California is on, is on a, an amazing beach. Yeah. And so we're looking for, for something a little different, a little bit of change, a little bit. And if, you know, I always say if it doesn't work out, we'll come back to California, but yeah. uh, we've learned, we love California for a lot sure. of things, but a lot of things are broken and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people have a lot of wealth that they want to, um, you know, sell and defer uh, on when they sell these assets. And so that's where we're grateful for the education we've had for these last 40 years. Yeah, that's wonderful. So let's go back to the 1031 tax exchange. Is there a time where, so this deferred sales trust versus the 1031, the 1031 has a lot of, lot of hangups where, you know, you have to identify, I believe, and I'm not an expert at this at all. I'm residential sales most of the time for the past 30 years. And, but I, I've been around it and I've heard about it. And, you know, you have to identify properties. You have to identify the next investment. Do you have to do that with a deferred sales trust? Well, the beauty of the deferred sales trust is one of the freedoms is what's called optimal timing and no like kind replacement. And this is unlocks wow. the freedom of investing when it makes sense for you as the investor. And give you a deal story for this. We, we had a client who sold a business for 2.6 million in Alabama, deferred all of his tax, and he was building 70 multifamily units in Tennessee. And so in a 1031A, you can't even 1031 a business into real estate. You can't even 1031 a business anymore at all. Right. In fact, it only works for investment real estate. Number two, you have to do equal or greater value, which he wasn't doing. He was buying land and building, right? right. Number three, he had a time frame that was all over the place. When you're trying to build, it takes time. So the 1031 exchange is blockbuster when it came and it was very frustrating for him. He felt uncertainty. He felt stressed. He felt frustrated because he built this business had zero basis had hundreds of thousands of dollars of tax into the deferred sales trust. We come and we give him clarity, confidence, and certainty to be able to not only defer the capital gains tax, but then to turn around and use the capital with him in a joint venture partnership to build more wealth, build these properties, which is amazing. Right. right? And so we call this the Netflix way of exit planning and also <laughs> building wealth right. because guess what, Brad, our parents taught us to sell high and buy low. 
Then he teaches to sell high and buy higher 180 days later with interest rates that have doubled with cap rates that are kind of the same. Yeah. Right. With sellers that aren't necessarily realistic right now, you know, so it's a good time to sell, diversify, get liquidity, pay off your debt and just be patient yeah. and practice optimal timing. And that's where the deferred sales trust by far separates itself from everything else that's out there. And um, that's what we love helping people do. That's amazing. So you said before that, what did you do before you, you were in it? You were in the financial uh, business, right? Yeah, I grew up in the real estate industry, cash flow producing. God bless you. <laughs> Silicon Valley. Yeah, in building with my father, my mom, East Bay, California, Silicon Valley, lots of homes, lots of rentals. And so I also learned how to work hard at a young age because my dad would have us up at 5 a.m. going to the job site, working all day. That was great. Um, but fast <laughs> forward, you know, I had a chance to study and practice multifamily brokerage. My brother and I were the first to graduate from college from both sides of the family. Wow. And my dad says, hey, I know you love real estate and being an entrepreneur, but I want you to get an education. My mom said too the same thing. And so I had a chance to play basketball in college. And, and then I had a chance to take an internship at Marcus and Millichap, which wow. is a, an investment real estate brokerage firm. And I started to study and practice multifamily investments. And so fast forward, the 1031 exchanges, was, it's very common. You learn a lot about three, you know, on day three, that's like the main way that people trade real estate. But then the crash hit, and this is 2006 when I started, but in the 2008, the crash hit. And we went from making a little bit to almost nothing overnight, but more so we saw the pain from our clients that we're losing half or everything. And we're going, this has got to be a better way. It's yeah. like, this can't be the only way that people uh, have to get hit with, you know, this short time frames. So fast forward, we learned about the deferred sales trust. Yeah. Really the rest is history. Business has grown. We, we just help and coach people across the country on how to do this every single day. Yeah, it's cool. You know, it's, you talk about 2008. Holy mackerel. I, I always say about that market, you couldn't change your lifestyle fast enough. If you had, you know, a lifestyle at a certain level, it, it I went through it I'm with you guys. And, and I'll tell you what, I don't care where you were in the United States, man. 2008 was just ugly. And uh, I hope that we never see that again <laughs> in my lifetime because it's weird. And I think, you know, just to get a little bit of, um, I want to get some insight here uh, from you. What do you think about this housing market right now? Do you, you know, everybody keeps saying bubble, bubble, bubble. I don't see that. I mean, I don't know what you see in California and Florida, but we see obviously challenges in this market right now because of interest rates going up and because of, um, you know, obviously inventory is a huge, huge thing. You know, what would be your best guess on 2023 for the real estate industry? I think market is hyper local, right? Yep. And the business, the pro business states that are still very, you know, growing and doing very well. That's part of why we're moving to Florida. Um, I think are going to, are going to do better than a lot, but at the end of the day, it's an affordability, yeah. right? If affordability with interest rates are so high, prices are going to need to come down. Yep. Um, and, and so that's just simple mathematical, you know, calculations. The other side of it, it's really tough is because there's still lack of inventory. Yeah. You still have, we're still so many units below what we need to be at. And so you kind of have a perfect storm that makes it kind of uncertain of what's going to happen. <laughs> there's definitely going to be places like Austin, Texas, there's places like Denver, Colorado, there's places mm -hmm. like San Francisco, these prices, but they went through the roof during the pandemic that are going to see a correction. They have to, right? Because yeah. it was so inflated. Boise, Idaho is one of them too. So, so, so I think you want to be in a position like you're right, where you're being sound financially with what you're buying yeah. and you're being strategic. Remember you're at home. If you're buying a home, 
It's not an investment. It's a personal residence. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, your personal yeah. residence. It's not an investment. It's a liability. Right? Robert All Kiyosaki, <laughs> right? Yeah. Ask yourself, what's this for? And if it's if it's part of your family and it's part of that, then that's what it is. It's an expense, right? Yeah, absolutely. So be, be 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 aware of opportunities to negotiate lower prices and to potentially buy you know uh, buy the house, marry the house, and then date. They say date, date the rate, rate, which yeah. means you could refinance in a year or two. Yeah. Should rates go down some, but don't count on that because we don't know for sure. So yeah, definitely some some of those those things that are going on, but I wouldn't, I, hopefully don't let, don't let this stop you from doing what you, you and your family want to do if it's a personal home. And as far as investments, I'd be very cautious to buy any single family homes unless I have a forced appreciation or some kind of Airbnb play. Yeah. Right. I'd be very cautious to do, to do spec housing or development, you know, good luck with any of that. That's going to be challenging. Well, you're at the high for construction loans and yeah. all that. Yeah. And you're at the high end. I mean, with construction costs still where they are, you're buying, you're building uh, something at a premium. And you, if, if, if something does happen and you need to liquidate, man, it could, that could be really, really ugly. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds, it sounds like the same advice we give. I mean, we talk about, you know, the whole, um, buy the house, buy the house you like now and get the rate you want later, you know? So that's, that's kind of how we've been telling people. So, uh, let's just go into, uh, interesting enough, when you were a kid, did you make money cutting hair? Yeah. So when I was young, my mom, first of all, wished that, uh, she was a nurse and she was also a hairdresser before she was a nurse. So she grew up just cutting our hair and we got to the point where we wanted haircuts so often. She says, well, why don't you cut the hair? Oh, that's a good point. So my mom taught me how to cut hair and, and uh, I would, I would go after school and see her cut hair. And, and, and also my grandfather was also a barber. Oh my um, gosh. So he cut hair. So it so runs it in the family. This is in Fremont, California. Yeah, exactly. He runs the family. So we just start picking up, you know, and start doing it at a young age. And so by the time we were, you know, 10, 11, 12, we're just cutting each other's hair because it's oh, all the brothers funny. and all the cousins. And then fast forward in high school, um, my friends started looking at our haircuts. It's like, who'd you get the haircut from? And I'm like, I did it. And they're like, my mom wants you to do our haircut. You know, would you do my haircut? I'm like, sure. So I started doing it for free. And eventually I'm like, okay, it's five bucks. And so it became kind of like a, you know, a side hustle business. That my is so funny. And we would cut hair and it was, I really enjoyed it. It's kind of be a little bit of an artist. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and we also felt like you could tell, we could, we could be honest with each other. Cause sometimes you go to a barber or a hairdresser person, yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. you feel like you can't, you know, you don't want to offend yeah, them yeah. like what you really want, but like, like our friends were like, no, I don't want that. I want this, and this you know, do it like this. And so we really just got better and better at our craft because we had this open communication about what we wanted That's, for our hair. That is so, I wish I would have known that because I just got my hair cut yesterday and I don't have much to cut anymore. So it's, it's an art. It's a, it's definitely an art. She has to make it look like I have more, you know? And then also one of the things I wanted to bring up before we, we get uh, through the podcast here is you, um, you, you could dunk a basketball. You are really good at basketball and, and you're only six foot, which to me is tall. But I know for basketball, that's that's not that tall. But then yeah, again, let me also let me also specify that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, isn't Allen Iverson? I mean, wasn't he for the the Sixers? I think he was like five foot ten or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So definitely no Allen Iverson, right? So, but um, on a on, when I'm warmed up and you know, and it was in the, you know, never dunked in a game, right? Yes, I could dunk a basketball. A lot know, of disclaimers. Prime, right? A lot of disclaimers yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> basketball is definitely a, a sport where it's not easy to dunk a basketball, especially in a game. But yeah, at, at my prime, I was able to do that. Blew the ACL out. That was devastating. After I signed my scholarship, Ooh. came back and I was able to dunk a basketball again. Oh, which wow. was not easy feat to get. Back Back from that, that's how I knew I was, you know, fully recovered. Took yeah, a while to get there. Definitely, but yeah, that's amazing. One of my passions. Yeah, I love it. I love. I, I play as much as I can. I, I shot basketballs this morning for 30, 30 minutes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I can just I can relax. I can unwind. 
And for some people, it's golf. For me, it's, yeah, it's basketball. basketball. Playing a game or just shooting for 30 minutes or an hour. I just, I love the game. I love, I coached a little bit here and there. I'll be coaching my kids. And oh, that's play. great. My knees wouldn't fall off. I do it every single day. That's awesome, man. So what, what's your big why? Like what, what, what do you see for the future and, and, and what's your why on, on why you're doing what you do? Yeah. It starts with the kind of the major areas of my life. Um, you know, the faith, family, fitness, finances, yeah. you know, kind of legacy. I would say, you know, I, I believe that we've all been given certain gifts in this life, Brad, mm-hmm. and these gifts would be given to us to be a blessing and help to others. And so it's, it's really maximizing those gifts, right? The potential and the gifts yeah. I've been given and investing and helping as many people as I can, including my family and my clients and my community. And to me, that leads to um, success and fulfillment. Um, if, you know, I think this is the big if, right? If you, if you feel you've been called for a higher purpose, right? So yeah. a higher calling. And so, yeah. so when you combine all of those things, I get fulfillment, I get contentment. That becomes my why is to be able to um, get a, re- you know, if you will, give, give the Lord a return on investment for what he's given me. That's awesome. And, and also my wife for all that she's poured into me and they'll support. And then my children and, and we just, we take that and we want to, we want to maximize that and go full speed ahead. That is awesome, man. You're a good guy, man. I can tell. What a great uh, podcast. And I'll tell you, lots of good information. How does somebody get in touch with you if they have more uh, questions about this, the capital gains or the deferred sales trust? Yeah, you can go to capitalgainstaxsolutions.com. we got a new book coming out. Oh, look at that. Build an exit strategy. Yeah, pretty cool, right? We've oh, it looks good. Shark Tank in the book. Yeah. Yes. In the book. Some other really smart people. They say to get in a room with some really smart people. So we got some really smart people that are helping write some chapters in this book. Fantastic. And it's really all about helping you unlock your ideal wealth plan when selling assets of any kind. Again, cryptocurrency, businesses, primary homes, investment, real estate, stock, you know, uh, we just did a car wash in, in San Diego for 13 million. Just Holy. did a land sale for 29 million in Austin, Texas. Just did a, uh, a deal in New York. Or, um, we just closed a business sale here in Sacramento for 10 million. So we're doing lots of wow. deals. And we have lots of deal stories. And so we just encourage you to get educated. Go to capitalgainstaxers.com. Check out our YouTube channel as well. I have. I checked it out. It's great. It's a good, good yeah. channel. Yep. I just subscribed yesterday. Yeah, awesome stuff, man. Thanks so much, Brett. I appreciate it. What a fantastic podcast. I would like to check out your podcast some more, too. I'm going to be looking it up. Maybe uh, maybe I'll be a guest on there sometime. We'll see what happens, right? You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime, Brad. You're Anytime, my friend. That sounds good, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, there you have it. Brett Swartz. That was amazing. We can save money through capital gains, savings, and stuff. It's, it's just amazing. Uh, so if you're sick of 1031 tax exchanges, you need to get in touch with this guy because he's going to tell you how to do it a better way with making more money. All right. That's about it. See you next week. Are your kitchen and bathroom remodels a little overdue? Well, now's your chance to call First Response Contracting. John Sellers will take care of you. 484-256-7136. They do residential and commercial, and they're licensed and insured. Give them a call at 484-256-7136.